over a few uh, short Torahs in uh, Lomdus on the Parsha. I always like to say that uh, Lomdus on the Parsha is you don't have to accept the whole pilpul, but each piece for itself is a uh, uh, can be uh, can be utilized. Rabbi Reingold for inviting me to share some divrei and I'd like to hear if anybody has any aura what I say. We know there's a famous Ramban in this week's parasha. The Ramban asks the Torah after Moshe Rabbeinu came and won the Mulcham in Midian so HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Megala told Moshe Rabbeinu the halachas, the rules about cleansing Kalim. We know that there's a halacha if someone cooks in a kli and someone cooks something non-kosher in a kli even though there's no remnants of anything in the kli, not kosher, but the Torah says that there's a halacha of tam that somehow enters into the walls of the kli. And after it enters the walls of the kli, if you cook again in the kli, so then that will enter into the food and will in turn make the food not kosher. So the eitzah, to, to do it the way to cleanse the kli, the Torah is Megalon. The Torah says, The way it came in, that's the way it goes out. If you cooked in the pot, so then you have to put the pot into boiling water, which is called Hagola. If you roast it on the fire, the only way to cleanse the, the, the Kli would be by Libun. And the Torah's Meirich goes through very in a very long fashion exactly how this has to be done. So the Ramban asks the question and he says, why was this halacha here? There was, why was it here? Because there was a war. They won the war against the Midianim. They got their kalim. And now they had to cleanse the kalim because they wanted to use it. So the Ramban asks, there was a war in Parshish Chukas. The Torah says in Parshish Chukas, they fought, they fought already. So there the Torah should have said, if they got some loot from the war, they should have won it, they should have taken it. So there the Torah should have said it. So the Torah then waits and waits till Parshish Midian. So the Ramban answers. And the Ramban here in this week's Parshish says, no, there's a simple reason. Because there's a halacha which is called Kadla de Chazira, the Gemara Mizach de Chulin, the Gemara says that during the heat of war, anything that you get in a pot, Anything, any food, even non-kosher, is, is mutter to be eaten, is permitted. Because if you're in the war, but the Malayim cult of the Torah in Parshish Kisetze says, if you're in the midst of a war, you're allowed to eat whatever you want. The Torah says, but however, that's it. so therefore if they got pots, and the pots had shreif in it, they were allowed to eat from those pots, because it was during war. And during the war, you're allowed to eat it. So the Ramban, that's only by a Mulchemes mitzvah. But a Mohammed's Rishus, that's only by a mandatory war. However, by a non-mandatory war, there's no such halacha. And therefore, Midian was different than the halacha of, of this din, of the halacha of, of Sichem Vaik. Midian was the first voluntary war, so to speak. And therefore, the Ramban says this terrorist. I'm not going to go right into the Ramban right now, but I have two simple questions. The first question that I want to ask is, there was another thing that you weren't allowed to eat. And one of the things you weren't allowed to eat is we know the mun. The mun was only allowed to be eaten the day it was collected. Once it was past the day it was collected, you weren't allowed to eat it. So that means it had to be thrown out. Either it had to be all eaten up, 
or it had to be thrown out. And the Torah says, Loi soi siru mi menu ad boiker. You're not allowed to have it left over. The Torah also tells in Parshat B'Shalach there was something very interesting about the man. They didn't only eat it raw. They were mevashal the man. They made all different kinds of delicacies with the man. They cooked it and they baked it. It even goes so far that the, 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 the Rishonim and Mesechtus Kedushin asked the question why they didn't make matzah from the man, which is a whole question. And the Mitziv says in Hamikdavar that uh, that's the place. It says Moshe Rabbeinu told them, "Cook everything you want before Shabbos, from the Shabbos the Gemon." So you see, you cooked the man. So that means they had man in pots and they cooked it. How were they able to cook the man the next day? If they cooked man in a pot. So the time of the man went into the pot. The next day when they wanted to eat in the pot, it was still, there was still remnants of yesterday's man in the pot. If there was yesterday's man in the pot, so then they couldn't eat in the, in the next day, they couldn't cook in the pot. Therefore, we must say, they would have had to take the pots and put it through a koshering process, which would be Hagola. So the Torah should have said the parish of Hagola, in the Parshas B'Shalach. What's the Ramban saying? That they couldn't do it? That he says, Here was this way. Why didn't the Ramban answer very simply that the Parsha happened? There was a, not answer. I have a better question, which on that he doesn't have an answer. What's, his, what's the question? What's the answer? His answer was, it was Mohammed's Mitzvah. Here was about the mon. The mon they had to eat. So they ate it the next day. So therefore, it should be that halacha. Uh, it shouldn't be. Uh, does anybody here venture to answer this question? Oh, so you're saying tam by kabbonis? It's a very good question. Yes. If there would be the gemara at the end of Masechtas Havoyd Zora, and it's coming up, I think in tomorrow's daf Yehi, there's a halacha of Mariko Shtifa. Every night in the base of Migdosh, they had to be magal the kalim. They had to be Magalakel because there would be a Tam of Basar and there would be nicer. It's a very good question. You're asking it's possible that there wouldn't be a Din nicer on Tam, but I'm accepting that there would be. I'm accepting there would be. One of the truths I would say about, yes? Wouldn't Lina only, only apply to the Kodesh on a regular What would apply to what? Why well, would only be on a Kli Kodesh? Any Kli that you cook in it takes in Tam. So if it, if it receives the tam, it's going to give it out when you're cooking it again. So one terrace I said about the mun. Is tam kicker by kachem? Is tam kicker by surif? Is tam kicker by mun? Why not mun's food? Yeah, yeah, it's it's marbe from the pasuk. But what is it? Mun is a food. Mun is a food. Yeah, but it's not a tangible food. There's a lima from this. Aha. So you're saying you're saying it's some you're saying it's some magical food. So therefore, it doesn't have the tada lochai here. So I thought. A different terrace. I once, I once heard what? It's a terrafala. It's not the same. When it was bolea, it was but hetera bol also needs no, bleed. No. Hetera bol also has hagola. If you want to take a flashik of uh, a flashik of, oh, you're saying maybe it's not as strict. So the Torah didn't want to say in that case. That's what he was asking. I, believe, I think maybe you are a voice. Yeah. I would tell you like this. I would only tell you like this. This is what I. This is what I. Uh, what I thought. I thought on the mon. I thought that, uh, let me ask you, does it say anywhere in the Torah that you have to burn the man that was left over? It just says by the man, don't leave it over. Why didn't the Torah tell us 
or eat it all up. It doesn't say a word in the Torah that you have to do it. Uh, that you have to do it. It seems that by the man, the halach of the man was a betochen issue. You're not allowed to depend on tomorrow, today's month for tomorrow. You have to totally depend on what Hashem is going to give you. So loisoy siru is you can't leave it over. If somebody lost his appetite, he left over. He has some money left over. He's not leaving it over. If he doesn't think about leaving it over, so then there's no. He's not over the iser. The iser is the proactive leaving it over. So if you don't leave it over, you're not over the Issa. When someone cooks man in a pot, and now he's going to cook tomorrow's man in the pot, he didn't leave over the tam in the pot. So by Kachim, the Issa is that it should not be here. Something that was here today shouldn't be tomorrow. Over there by the man, there's no halacha that you can't leave it over, that it can't be left over. The halacha is you can't leave it over. So therefore, maybe on time, it would not be. I also thought another teretz. One of the halachas in Yeridea is, nice and tam gam, you don't have to kasher. Like everybody knows, if let's say sometimes people go, this uh, I'm not giving you over the secrets of mashkichim, but some mashkichim have a problem. They don't. Uh, they're coming there, and it's still in the 24 hours, and they don't want to be able to be. They don't want to be magal something ben yoimai. So what they do is they put in detergent or bleach in the pot, and that's poigim the tam. Something that has a poigim the tam, if it has a something some something which is rotten in the tam, so then it's not doesn't go into the halacha of tam keiker that has in the pot. What happened to the man? The Torah says exerts our cause. What happened to the man that was left over? So became so that anything in the kli would have also been So therefore, it would have automatically been a nascent tam livgam. If it would have been a nascent tam livgam, so we would have had that halacha. Well, you'd only have the Yom Tolam Yibash if you were over being... Look, so I'm going, that's, I'm going without this Teretz. If I did a you weren't over, then you wouldn't have a Yom Tolam Yibash, then you don't need the Teretz. I'm saying if you have the Teretz, that it would, uh, uh, that if you don't have that Teretz, and you need the Yom Teretz, but I have another Kasha on the Ramban. A very, this one is already a more serious question. A very, very serious question. Everywhere, everyone here, I'm sure, ate milkshakes on Shavuos, right? Someone even told, it's almost universal. It's like one of the Thai mitzvahs, and you got to eat milkshakes on Shavuos. The Mishnah brings a time, why do we eat milkshakes on Shavuos? So the Mishnah brings, and he says, in the halachas of Hilchus Yantam of Shavuos, he says, because when they came back from Matan Torah, they had a very, very serious issue. Because all the halachas of kashering, shechting, v'chulu, v'chulu, uh, they got on Har Sinai. And all of that, and he says, so therefore, they, they had to shecht, and there was nothing prepared to shecht. And they couldn't eat in their kalim, because their kalim was full of non-kosher tam. So they came back, they had to eat. So they ate cold. What did they eat cold? They ate milchik's cold. Zecher, they ate milchik's cold. We eat, mil- we eat milchik's on shvuas. So that means what happened when they came back from Matan Taira? There was a big tumble. 
They had a bunch of Kalim, full boxes and the full pantry of Kalim that had to be kashered. And the Mishnah Bura describes it, and he says they kashered it. If they kashered it, that took place in Pasha's Yisrael. So we should have the Ramban's question. There we have now again the Ramban's question. Why don't we learn out Hilchas Agolas Kalim in Matan Taira? We should have learned it out here in Matan Taira, not in the place of. Uh, not only here in Pasha's Matis, it should have been learned out over there. Seems that the Ramban is going to disagree with, with the Mishnah Bura. The Mishnah Bura holds that what? That, that they did Kasha the Kalim. For some reason, the Ramban is going to learn they didn't Kasha the Kalim. Why would the Ramban learn they didn't Kasha the Kalim? Well, I'll tell you a very simple reason. Because Bama says, I have a Kasha on the Mishnah Bura. You know, it's coming up, and I'm not saying this halachal Absolutely not. I'm just telling you over along this is on the page of the Mishnah Bura in Hilchas of the Nine Days. You know, you don't eat meat in the Nine Days. The Shari Tshuva brings B'Shem the Berke Yosef that if you have leftover from Shabbos, this Shabbos, you'll have leftover meat, you could eat it on Sunday. So the Berke Yosef, why? Because the Gemara Mesech the Chulin tells us on Daf Yud Ches, Kivin de Hutra Hutra. The Gemara says that before Klal Yisrael came into Eretz Yisrael, they were able to eat meat without shechting it. After Matan Torah, the parsha of Shechita kicked in when? When they went into Eretz Yisrael, Kisavol Eretz. From Matan Torah till Knisal Eretz, till they went into Eretz Yisrael, they were able to eat just killed meat. They didn't have to slaughter it al pitin Shechita. So Rabbi Kivan the Hutra Hutra, if someone had meat with him in the Midbar, the day that Yeshua took them into Eretz Yisroel, even though from then on he had the shecht animals, that meat that he had before was mutter gomor. He was allowed to eat it. And the, Dr. Berke Yosef, the same would apply on the nine days. If you have meat that was kosher, during the meat that was mutter to eat on Shabbos, so therefore, even though in the nine days it's forbidden, but it was mutter to eat on Shabbos, therefore you could eat it during the nine days. Now, if it would be me, maybe I'm too uh, brisk or educated, I would have said it's not like the Birki Yosef. Over there, it's a din in the Heftzah. This meat was needed shechting, and it was mutter without shechting. So then you can say it carries over. Here it's an iser gavra. I'm not allowed to eat meat. There's nothing wrong with meat. So now that it becomes a nine days, I'm not allowed to eat it. However, the shari tshuva, and it's also brought in the bnei yisoscha, says this that the nine days, the rule of Reb Yirmi is applicable, and anything that was mutter before carries over its heter to afterwards subsequently. That's what he says. So it's something unbelievable. Before Matan Torah, it was mutter to eat the food that wasn't kosher. Now came Matan Torah, and it becomes forbidden. But whatever was in the pot was for permitted. So it can't be worse than the nine days. If you're telling me that the rule applies to, to not shechted meat, or to anything... That was mutter. The heter carries. So this heter should carry over also. Does that, do you hear what I'm saying? 
it should carry over too. That's why the Ramban would learn, not like the Mishnah Bura. And from anything that was there before Matan Torah, carried over its permissiveness to after Matan Torah. And therefore, they didn't have to do Hagolas Caleb. Do you hear what I'm saying? The emphasis you hear this eight to the Bricky Anything that's left over Shabbos, you need Sunday. I have a great question. Forget about Shabbos. Prepare meat before Friday. At this coming Friday, before Shabbos Shabbos, have everything prepared. It was mutter, and now I should be able to eat in the nine days. So there's no problem with the nine days. Prepare all your food before the nine days and eat it in the nine days. What's the shot in the Bricky Yosef? So I went looking for this question, and I found it in the Sefer Torah's Chaim, the son of the Machna Chaim. Asked this question. According to the Big Yosef, there's no nine days. Just put it in the refrigerator, and you have a full menu for the nine days. Everything from before. So what's the terrace? The terrace is like what you're saying. When do you say this halacha? You say this halacha is when something really should be usser, and there's some loophole that makes it mutter, that heter remains. If there's an isser, and there's an effective heter, the effective heter carries over to after. But if the pshat is, there was no isser at all, that's not heter, that's nothing, that's nothingness. Nothingness doesn't carry over to later. So therefore, in the nine days, it's usser to eat meat. Shabbos comes, it's mutter to eat the meat. Oh, it's mutter to eat the meat? That effective permissiveness carries over into Sunday. However, before the nine days, before the nine days is not an isser with a heter. It's what? It's just totally mutter. It's totally not usser. That can't carry on. Therefore, what would be the halach of would be nothingness so it wasn't mutter before matantaira there was no iser if there was no iser before matantaira so then it could carry over for after matantaira then it can't carry over after matantaira so therefore the Mishnah Bura holds that the rule of Rev Yirmiya would not apply. And therefore the halacha would be that it would be Agolus Kalim. Some reason the Ramban disagrees. Happens to be, I believe the Birki Yosef would agree with the Ramban here. Why? There's a difference between being a Svardi and an Ashkenazi. Should I tell you the difference? Svardim don't believe in the nine days. Ashkenazim believe in the nine days. According to a Svardi, when do the nine days always start? This year there's no nine days. You know why? They only hold of Shvua Shechalboi, the week of Tishabov. It always starts when the nine days, quote unquote, always begin Matzah Shabbos. Because that's the week when Tishabov starts. is in. So therefore, according to the Svaradim, Shabbos is like before the nine days. The Birki Yasef, as far as I know, Rabchaim Yasef David Azulai, was a Svaradi. So therefore, he held that if it comes on Shabbos, you can eat it on Sunday. So that should be comparable to before the nine days. If it's before the nine days, it shouldn't be good. So we see that he doesn't hold of this chiluk, of this svarah. Well, this year, 
I found an unbelievable maramakam to this question. I was learning Masech Techulin, the last Gemara in Perik Elu Trefus. The Gemara is talking about kosher fish and not kosher fish. And the Gemara says, Livyosan. You know, the, the famous legendary of Livyosan is, is, a, is a big fish. So the Gemara wants to know, Livyosan, is it a dog tar or it's not a dog tar? Is it a kosher fish or not a kosher fish? And the Gemara brings a raya from a Pusik in Eev. Because in Eev it says, it has a snapper, anything that has a snapper has a caskesis. So the male is a raya that it would be the tzitzah. I remember I was a bocher in yeshiva and I was there to hear a shmuz in Flatbush from Rabbi Yankov Galinsky, the great maggot of Eretz Yisrael and the power of the kev. And I remember he said over this Gemara and he said, What's the pshat of the Gemara? You're eating at a meal and a great Rosh Yeshiva is your host. And he brings you a plate of food to eat. And now you sit down, you look up at him and you say, um, which hashkoch is on this meat? And you yeah, slap across the face. What are you talking yeah, Big Rosh Hashiva giving you a tea. Of course, it's kosher. Okay, maybe you don't like that Rosh Hashiva. Let's say the person giving you that piece of meat is HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bechvoy If HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bechvoy is giving you the piece of meat, is someone going to ask him, which Hashkacha does it have? Of course not. Hashem is giving it to you. We know the Gemara tells us when the Tzadikim are going to come lost at Lavai, what's HaKadosh Baruch Hu going to feed them? He's going to give them from the Levyasan to eat. What kind of question in the Gemara? Is Levyasan doctor or doctor? This question is asked by the Marshoah. The Marshoah on the last Gemara in Mesechtim. So the Marshoah says a very hard task. You'll take a look over there. He says the Gemara just wants to know is it a dog? Maybe it's not a dog. The Gemara knows for sure it's kosher. Tachsam Soifer in his Chedushim. Something wonderful. Very big kid, sir. He just tells it to us as an aside. Some Soifer says, you know the story with the Yosan, it was so big. It was going to eat up the whole world. It was going to take up the whole ocean. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took that Levyasan and he put it away. And he salted it. And he put it away. And that's from the Levyasan he's going to give. And therefore, that's what Sosayfa means to ask. There's no proof that it's a doctor. You know why there's no proof it's a doctor? Because it's no proof it's a doctor. Because maybe it wasn't tar. But this dog was here from Sheish Mebaratius. Sheish Mebaratius was before Matan Taira. If it was before Matan Taira, it was Mutter. If it was Mutter to eat before Matan Taira, so then it's Mutter after Matan Taira. So that's no Raya. Hashem is giving you to eat something that was there from before. And therefore, it's a good, it's a Zaktach Sam it's no Raya. The Gemara wants to know, practically, is it a doctor or is it not a doctor? We see from the Chassam Soifer that he holds like the Birke Yosef and the Ramban that something that even before Isser would carry over to this Heter would carry over to this Heter it would be that then. I'll just finish off with this. I'll just say one other thing but just finish off. I don't understand the Birke Yosef. I know my Minig but I'm sure everybody here has different Minhagin. 
this Motzah Shabbos, there's a big question what you do with Havdolah. Because one of the things you're not allowed to do in the nine days is drink wine. So some people give it to a cotton, some people make on beer, some people are not makbid and they, they do drink the wine. That's why Minig, I come from them. that's what they do. They do drink the wine, but there's many, many different things. And it's a question already brought in the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah and others. Speak about this. What do you do? I don't understand. According to the Birke Yosef, I don't have a problem. Have some wine left over in your bottle that you drank on Shabbos. Just like if you have meat that's left over, the Birke Yosef says you can eat. So why can't I eat from the, from, uh, the wine that's left over in the bottle? Why is the wine left over in the bottle worse than the meat that's left over, according to the Birke Yosef? So I just want to tell you, I'm not a big wine expert. But the tire is a pretty big wine expert. The Torah says, another is not allowed to drink wine. And the Torah says, Yayin v'sheichar al-tesht. He's not allowed to drink wine, and he's not allowed to drink sheichar. In modern Hebrew, and according to the Gemara, sheichar is beer. That's not what the Torah means. Sheichar in the Torah here doesn't mean beer. Another is allowed to drink beer. Just sheichar means old wine. Very intoxicating wine. Yayin is fresh wine, Rashi explained. And sheichar is older wine. The question is asked on the Rashi. If, old wine, if new wine is also, old wine is definitely also. Because every old wine is, was once... Was, uh, every uh, every uh, old wine was once fresh wine. So just tell me fresh wine is also, and then I'll know old wine is also. So someone once said a very good text. Another becomes another. Let's say he has wine from before. According to Rabbi Yermia, his wine was before mutter for him to eat. So once it was mutter to eat, he should be to drink. He should be able to drink it later. Well, you know why he can't drink it later? Because wine is never the same. Wine that's a year old is different wine than the same wine that was ten days old. When it's ten days old, it's different than when it was five days old. Give it to any 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 wine connoisseur. He'll tell you that difference. That's what the Torah is telling you. Yayin v'sheichar. As it gets better, it becomes different, and that's also asa. So wine is different, and therefore wine would be the halacha. That it would not be, uh, it would not, therefore wine, just because it was mutter before, would not be mutter after. The reason it's not mutter after is, is because it's not the same wine. It's a different wine, therefore. Just various with the one last thing. You know, the Balaturim is unbelievable. I love the Balaturim. The first Balaturim in Parsha Shemois. You know what the Balaturim said in Parsha Shemois? The Elish Shemois B'nei Yisrael Haboy Mitzrayma. He says it's a Rosh Tevis. He says, V'ish asher loimed heitev shnayim mikra ve'echod targum yichye shanim rabois aruchos lailam. You'll look it up later. The Eilish Shemois B'nei Yisrael is V'ish asher loimed heitev shnayim mikra ve'echod targum yichye shanim rabois aruchos lailam. And then he writes in parentheses, Brochus Tav Ches. Open up the Gemara, Brachas Tavches. The Gemara says, anybody who does Shna Yemikr Vechotar, Afilu Atorois Vedivoin. It's a pasuk in this week's parsha. Atorois Vedivoin. 
anybody who does that, Yichya Shonim Rabois Aruchis Lailo. Whoever does Atoroiz Vidiva does Naimikvaratagam, even even Atoroiz Vidivine will uh, be Yichya Shonim Rabis Ruchislaim. Rashi says, what does it say? What is Atoroiz Vidivine? So why Afilu Atoroiz Vidivine to Posse this week's Rashi? So Rashi Atoroiz Vidivine ain boy targum. There's no targum on Atoroiz Vidivine. So if you would say Afilu Atoroiz Vidivine, if he does Shnayimikrevecha targum, even on Atoroiz Vidivine, so then where there's no targum, he still says it as targum. That's called he's being very particular about Shnayimikrevecha targum, and therefore the halacha is that what. What does it have to do with Ve'ela Shemois? Here it says Atara is Vedivai. What does it have to do with Ve'ela Shemois? Well, Toysvis says on Atara is Vedivai. Right there. Toysvis says, there's no Targum. So what are you doing? Toysvis says, there's Targum Yainasim. There's no Targum Unkulus. Usually you just have to do Targum Unkulus. If you want to be careful and you're being very particular, do on that Pasik Targum Yainasim. And I'll just give you a big secret. Open up an art scroll Chumash. Open up any Chumash today. And there is Targum on Ataris Vedivai. The Gemara says there's no Targum on Ataris Vedivai. Open up every single Chumash. I challenge everybody. There's a long Targum on Ataris Vedivai. Should I tell you the secret? It's not Targum Unkulus. They put into all Hamashim in the Targum Unkulus, the Targum Yenison. Into the Targum Unkulus. Because why did they print Unkulus in the Hamashim? People used to do Shnayim Targum. So they had to look in, and it was over there. Shnayim Targum. So they did it. In a real Unkulus, there is no Targum. So Tai says you have to do. Rashi says what do you have to do? Just say Ataris Vadivai. Tai says what do you do? You do the Targum Yenison. I have a very good question. I have another three psukim in the Torah. Not two words. That has no targum. Can anybody tell me three psukim? Three straight psukim in the Torah. Ruvain, Shivain, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zulun, Don, Naftali, God, Asha. Yisif, Binyamin. Three psukim in the Torah straight. If I was looking for a pasuk in the Torah, three psukim where there's no targum, why are Torahs v'divine? What should have it said? Shemois the Shemois. That's what the Balaturim is saying. Ela Shemois b'nei Yisrael, Isha shaloimet hatev, shnayim mikravecha targum Shemois. If you do shnayim mikravecha targum on the Shemois, yichyeh shanim rabbis haruchas leilam. That would work according to Rashi. According to Taisvis, Taisvis, there is no Targum. There's not even Targum Yenison. That's why Taisvis would not. Look it up in Shulchan Aruch. The Torah holds like Rashi, not like Taisvis. And the Torah himself, Paskins, like Rashi, not like Taisvis. And that's why the Torah has the Eile Shemois B'nei Yisroel Aboy Mitzrayimah. He says this dinner of Atoros Vedivan. I just want to point out one thing. Rashi says, you're Makayim, even if there's no Targum, just repeat it. Just say those words. Even if there's nothing there. Tai says it has to have some meaning. Rashi holds, it doesn't make a difference. That's part of the Targum. Tai says the whole reason is a Machlekes. What's the rationale of Shnayim Mikrevecha Targum? 
Is it the Pshat Targum is just to say the Targum? Or Targum has to give you some benefit in understanding the Quran. Rashi holds it has to give you no benefit. As long as you're just saying what it says in the Targum column, Mishnah Mikavarata. Toysi says it has to give you some benefit. Some people, myself included, I learned Chumash Rashi, because that's what I was told when I was a young boy. If you learn Chumash Rashi, the Rashi's like Targum. Rashi's like Targum. So you, want to tell, you, you know what I want to tell you tonight? You know who holds that's good? Taisvis. Rashi holds it's no good. Rashi holds Chumash and Rashi is no good. Taisvis is going to hold Chumash and Rashi is good. Why? According to Rashi, it has to be Targum. It's not giving you any understanding. Therefore, if there's no Targum, it's good to say Ruven Shimon Levi Yehuda. According to Taisvis, it has to be at least Targum Yedison. It looks like we pass in that way because the way they put into the Chumashim, it's an unbelievable thing. They put into the Chumashim, and they put in, um, they put in that, just to finish off, they said a few weeks before the Briskarov, I just to uh, say one last thing, just a Maisa, someone told me that someone once came to the Briskarov and he walked over to the Briskarov on a tiniest in the morning finish with this, I think. And he walked over to the Briskarov, and he asked him if he has to fast on this time. You know, the Briskarov used to be in a certain way, very which came out, which expressed itself in a certain way, that he was makel in Tanis. So this person told him, the Briskarov said, no, no, you're not supposed to fast. The person didn't feel comfortable with that sack. He went to a different love. And he asked the Rav, should he fast? And on, on, uh, he listened to him, and the Rav said, yes, you should fast. That day by Mincha, in the minion of the Briska Rav, this person was there. The Gabbai didn't know this whole thing. Nobody knew anything. The Gabbai called up for an Aliyah, this person. As he was going up, the Briska Rav said, no, he, he can't get an Aliyah. He can't get an Aliyah, because the Briska Rav understood he's not fasting. And he held by Mincha, by a tainus, you could only get an Aliyah, if you're, if you're fasting. So the person turned to the briskarav and he said, no. And he said to him in Yiddish, Ich fast yo. I am fasting. So the briskarav answered him back and he said, you're not fasting. You're just not eating. That's what he said to him. Ich fast nicht. Ich est nicht. You're just not eating. You know what the briskarav meant? Fasting is proactive. It's not just not eating. And I'll tell you, because the Briskarov meant fasting is a mitzvah. A mitzvah drabanan, the fast. It's not an iser not to eat. It's a mitzvah to fast. There's someone in my shul came over to me. He happens to be a wealthy individual. And he said he has a very good idea. Right after Kinnis on Tishabov. He's, he's booking a ticket to Eretz Yisrael and he's, a, a half hour late he's going to be on a flight to Eretz Yisrael on Teshubah. I said, what's what, you're rushing there? He said, no, two hours into the flight he's going to be able to eat because it's getting dark. I said, I mean, it sounds like a, I, I, I like the, the, the originality of the way you're thinking but it made me think someone takes a sleeping pill and goes to sleep on Teshubah from the morning Straight through. Very good. He didn't eat. About Nishke fast. 
He didn't fast. Now, I'm not saying you have to make it hard. It's not supposed to be hard. But you have to be cognizant of why you're fasting. You have to understand that we're, we're doing something. We're doing a fast. We're doing a tainus. And then Baruch Hashem in Simon Tofresh Lamites, Simon Tofresh Mem in Erechayim, I found that I'll finish with this, that the Mishnah Brewer seems to say it beferish. The Mishnah Brewer says, Oisik be mitzvah is potter mina mitzvah. But he's only potter, Zark the Mishnah Brewer, from Kumva say, a mitzvah besheva al he is, Oisik be mitzvah doesn't pot. And the Mishnah Brewer brings a few cases. He wants to know if someone, Rachman al is an oinein. He's someone right after he's responsible to take care of the burial of somebody. So he has a din of oisik b'mitzvah. Does he have to eat in the sukkah or could he eat out of the sukkah? That means, is it a mitzvah to eat in the sukkah, then he's potter? Or is it sheval tais, he's eating out of the sukkah? Or could he eat without netilas yodayim? The Mishnah wants to know. Is it an iser? To eat, to, is it a, he, he says, is it a sheval tais kumaseh? Then in parentheses, the Sharatziun says, Uvetainis Tzibor Tzarechiyon. Does he have to fast on a Tainis? When someone is Oisig B'mitzah, Potem Mitzah, does he have to fast on a Tainis? Because is that Kumba Asei or Sheval Taisa? I said, I don't understand. What does it have to do Kumba Asei, Sheval Taisa? Are you allowed to eat Chazer? Are you allowed to eat non-kosher food? Of course you're not allowed to eat non-kosher food. Because you're not allowed to eat. It's only a potem and a mitzvah. There's an iser to eat on a tainus. seems that the Mishnah holds there's no iser to eat on a tainus. It's not an iser. It's a mitzvah. So the Mishnah Bura now is struggling. If it's a mitzvah, they say, oh, it's a mitzvah, potem and a mitzvah. If it would be a straight out iser, then they wouldn't apply. The rule of Isaac mitzvah, potem and a mitzvah would not apply. And therefore, that would be that would be uh, so just uh, just Chazarov uh, we spoke on the union of Hagolus Kalim if there would be Hagolus Kalim on the Mon which is a whole arichas about the Mon in general how it worked the Mon and was it did it become something else and did it become the thing that you wanted to eat or not that's a whole separate question but we wanted to know if there was a din Hagolus Kalim we said if there's a din of Loisir so it's different than the Noiser that there is on uh, on Kachim, and we spoke about what would be the din of Kaidamat and Taira if they had the Kasha the Kalim of uh, if they had the Kasha the Kalim of Kaidamat and Taira, which is just in general, I have another question why didn't they have to be? I'll just finish with that. Why didn't they have to be Teufel the Kalim? This week's Parsha, we also learned if you buy a Kli from a non Jew, you have to be Teufel the Kli. So there's a big tumult in the Paiskin. I'll just tell you this, I'll finish this with one minute. I heard a Gvaldika Maise. Good to know this. There was a woman who worked in the Ponovici Yeshiva. And she was a Russian uh, emigre to Eretz Yisrael. And she worked in Ponovich for five years cleaning in the Yeshiva. It came out, they found out she was a non Jew. She came over to the Rosh Yeshiva, Rebel Pavarsky Shlita, a great going Rebel Pavarsky. And she said she feels terrible. She thought she was Jewish. Now it's not Jewish. She wants to become a Gears. Well, in Eretz Yisrael, there's a long line, it's a very big process to become a Gieris. But Rebero said, call Reb Nisim Karelitz. Nisim Karelitz said, there's a line. So Rebero Pavarsky called up and said, I'm telling you, she's, she's a Ponovitcher, 
she's here in the yeshiva, I want to... So he put it like two weeks, he put her on the fast track, and she became a Giyaris. The day after her, the day of her Giyaris, Rebel Pavarsky gets a telephone call. And the telephone calls in his house, it's from Nisim Karelitz. Reb Nisim says to the Rosh Hashiva, I want you to know that she's a real Panovichiki Iris. This is the real thing. He says, why? Right after she came home from Hargeros, she called me back, Reb Nisim says, and she called me back and she asked a question. And she said, I prepared macaroni in a pot before I left for the Geirus. Now I came home from the Geirus and I have the macaroni. She was calling Reb Nisim is it Bishalakum? Is she allowed to eat? Uh, is she allowed to eat the macaroni or not? Because lechera, it's uh, it, 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 so he asked. So the 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 the, the Rav Reb Nisim asked the Rashiva. Okay, so what's the on this? So Bell said, I don't know the halacha of a Bishalakum is because of chasnus. And here she's already mutter b'chasnus. Okay, that, that was the, that was his question. So the question that arose: What about tefilas kalim? What happens when a ger comes home from the gerus? Does he have to be tevil all his kalim, or does he not have to be tevil his kalim? It's a big tumble about it. And Lamais, you could look it up in the dark. Chuva has a long arichus. However, the Shemesh Shmuel in this week's parasha brings from his father, Avni Nezer, that just like Ger Shonaskayrus Kekotin Shonayladami, it helps on all the Nechassim of a Ger. So everything becomes, we see it from anew. And therefore, it would be Mutter. But others hold, you have to do Tvilas Kalim. So in Cain, what would happen with the Tvilas Kalim of all the, all the Kalim by Matan Torah? And on that, you don't say... If it was heter before, it's mutter. There was no iser before. The opposite would be goyim. And part of the giloy of the parasha, parasha's matter is, is tefillah's kalim. So we should have the Ramban's kasha on tefillah's kalim. It would seem to be a raya that it would be gershon eskayer, kekotin shenayladami on the kalim, which opens up a whole new ball of wax of Pandora's uh, of, uh, bar. If there was gershon eskayer, kekotin shenayladami on Mount So thank you very much for listening. Thank you.